You are about to embark upon a fascinating adventure into well-being, a journey which will leave you with a lifetime method for gaining unequaled health of body and mind and the sense of a new life. The host does not necessarily agree with the opinions and beliefs expressed in the following text. Any and or all statements regarding truth, reality, God, etc. should be viewed as narrative contrived by the artist for entertainment purposes only. The host hereby disavows his own personal responsibility for any paranormal activity related to the listening of this episode. The listener listens at his own risk and will hopefully have a safe yet fun and expansive trip. The characters in this episode are very real and reside inside a space-time continuum known as the host's head. The host solemnly guarantees that you will love them in addition to assurance that the preceding statement was a lie. Oh, and by the way, you're in for some weird shit. So I've been kind of busy. Um, that's why I didn't have an episode last week. And let's start off with things I wanted to talk about. One of those was Brian Laundry. There's a theory that he is indeed alive and living in what can only be described as like a garden bunker, a thing that has been circulating on TikTok. Um, there is a video shot by a drone where you can see what appears to be a hand reach out from the edge of the garden bed and what appears to be the mother handing something to the hand. It looks like that to me. I also want to believe in things of this nature. I want to believe that they love their murdering son so much that they will keep him in a basement, uh, I guess not a basement, a garden bunker, and abduct women so he can get his killing in, his killing fixins in. And then they use the compost of the dead body to make beautiful flowers that will eventually cover up the garden with beautiful shrubberies so nobody can see Brian Laundry's hands and whatnot. Um, is it possible? I think so. Do you believe that a parent's love is knows no bounds? Um, I mean, yes and no. There's obviously terrible parents that kill their kids and treat them poorly. But let's say these parents do love him even though he murdered somebody. I easily see it's a possibility it's a possibility that a parent would love their kid so much that they would help hide them from the police even though they were a murderer now i want you all to try to go find the video and make up your own judgment on whether it appears to be true or not. Once again, I want to believe it is true. I want to believe that somehow they have an old 1950s atomic bomb shelter that just so happens to somehow lead 
or was built under a uh, under the garden, the flower bed. I want to believe that maybe they purposely choose chose the flower bed and uh, built it on top, knowing that their kid was a psychopath. Maybe he had the McDonald tree head. Maybe he was starting fires at young age and uh, injuring or killing animals and wetting the bed. So maybe they thought this day would come and it better be prepared that they make an arrangement in case their son became a murderer. And they made that happen. They made the arrangements that now he can live freely in a bunker. It's weird. It's weird. Um, why would they do that in the sense of why would they... Where would the entry be? I mean, if it's hide, hidden somewhere in the house, wouldn't it make sense for her to just go in the house? Huh, maybe I'm debunking it, even though I want to believe that it's true. Regardless, it is a weird thing. Maybe it's just a camera blurb. You know how a lot of times ghosts or UFOs or whatever specters unexplained phenomenon are are debunked and say oh it's uh, like a bug super close to the camera and because the camera zoomed in a certain way it, it, it makes it appear fuzzy and undistinguishable from a bug or undistinguishable from whatever maybe that's the case maybe the parents aren't having well like He's got to get his kill fixings, and maybe they're not abducting women yet, or or people yet. Maybe they're just bringing him small little animals from the pet stores to murder, uh, to get his killing and his fixings, as I like to say. He's trying to get his fixings, and and the parents just go, you know, they don't want to get a bird because birds talk. They're getting just you know gerbils and shit, rats. And he's just in there just slamming rats against walls. And, I need my fixings, Mom. I need my fixings, Mom. And, uh, yeah, that's what I think about that. That Brian Laundry, he's hiding in their uh, 1950s bomb shelter that just so happened to uh, be below a, 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 a flower bed. And he's in there murdering small animals to get his fixings in because now he has the taste of blood in him. And uh, another older story, and I called it, and I originally wanted to call it um, last week when I heard about it, but I was so busy. The story is how um, production staff who worked on Superman comic depicting the superhero as bisexual received death threats and were provided police protection at their L.A. studio and homes. Um, child. Superman, not regular Superman. Is it Jonathan Kent? Is that the is that the son? Um, I did like when he was a child and he was with Damien and they were like, whatever they were, they were like Superboys or whatever the fuck the title was. That was interesting. And then they did the weird thing where he grew up and now I don't care about the character and now it's like they were um 
trying to get a boost in readers. I mean, I don't, I don't care about any, in, including people of color or whatever. It doesn't matter to me. It doesn't matter. Um, apparently, people are so mad that a character, not Superman, not Superman, Superman's son that's been around for. Let me look this up. Superman, Jonathan Kent has been around for, um, off the top of my head, 15 years, I'll say. Um, fuck, 2015. Okay, so yeah, I was, I was, uh, confused. I was, I was confusing how long ago to when he actually appeared. Um, time moves very quickly and confusing. But I called it, um, in my mind, and I was gonna go on the Reddit. <clears throat> And there's people on Reddit, because this is where I've originally seen it, that some people are like, oh, no, th this is just made up bullshit. You know, nobody, nobody's going to be that mad over a, a character that nobody really cares about anymore, and he's gay or bisexual or whatever. Nobody really, it doesn't, it, it doesn't bother. And, uh, so... I don't think anyone would threaten anybody over a fictional character being now bisexual. Now I could understand, once again, if it was a regular Superman, if he, they were like, he's always been bisexual. Um, I could understand people be like, what the fuck are you talking about? He's always Lana Lang and fucking Lois and, you know, Wonder Woman. Who doesn't want to fuck Wonder Woman? I mean, he's definitely got that Wonder Woman vagina and uh i could understand if there was backlash on that not death threats nobody would be like you're making my superman a queer not to me my superman it's a <laughs> um so yeah there was all these articles about how people are pissed off and in the the, the 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 writers and the inkers and and uh, artists have to hide because people are after him. And then I googled it again for this podcast, and now TMZ apparently fabricated the whole scenario about gay death threats um, reported to the LAPD. Uh, the site posted an article titled Superman Bisexual Backlash Spurs LAPD Protection for Artist Studio. The claims that law enforcement sources filled them in that LAPD officers were recently dispatched to patrol the homes of the illustrator production staffers who created the latest iteration of Superman. The extra protection came from after a major backlash that involved so-called fans making threats. Now, I'm not on Twitter. I'm on Reddit. Um, both places seem to be a breeding ground of hostility in a in a in a weird in a way. Um, I think Twitter more than Reddit and uh, 4chan more than anything. But uh, I don't go on that, and I've never gone on that. In fact, um, where was I going with this? Yes, uh, so-called fans. So I'm in a few groups on Facebook comic books i follow a few news reports i follow i'm i i don't read as much as i used to and i've stopped caring about the fucking movies because i'm just getting old and sick of them 
Um, I would much rather watch uh, something a little more realistic with a slight hint of fantasy like uh, Kung Fu with wire work or, you know, me, my uh, samurai stuff. And uh, where was I going with this? Yes. None of these groups seen anybody like fucking their queer agenda. There might, like, some people, uh, well, I guess even, even picture, unless, I don't, I don't think I've seen any pictures of regular Superman, um, being bisexual, you know what I mean? Like, using regular Superman as a clickbaity thing, um, I think it's always been young teen Jonathan Kent, and from what I can remember, most people were like, I don't. Some people are like, yeah, cool. Inclusive. Some people are like, I don't care. Some people are like, oh, they're just trying to pump up readers. Someone's like, oh, you know, I don't care about this character at all, and now I really don't care, which I guess could be considered hateful, but do you really need to care about fictional characters' lives, whether they, they're, however they identify or however they uh, choose their sexual partners? And should you even care about people in real life, how they identify? And, like, who cares? Whatever makes them happy. Whatever. You know, it's not a big deal. It's just fucking, hey, if you want to be called this, cool. I don't I don't give a shit. Cool. Makes you happy? Cool. Um, so, yes, it was entirely fake, and I called it because it's completely bullshit. In the, in the world, we just need to make clickbaity bullshit that whatever you know what i'm trying to say clickbaity bullshit that'll that tries to make some sort of weird uh argument or weird fight or weird fake outrage and another thing that's been happening and i talked about the dave Chappelle thing and i think it's really weird how the media well i guess i don't really watch the news so i can't really speak upon uh, Fox News or NBC or CNN. I can't speak upon that because I don't watch it. But I will say, seeing on Facebook and articles and uh, stuff like that, I see a lot of stuff about protests at Netflix over Dave Chappelle. Now, it's fine. Go ahead and protest, right? It's our, we have the right to. I 100% want people to protest. It's your right. But what makes me puzzle is that there are so many other protests going on. There's Kellogg's. There's, look at this. I do, I do protest, right? Fox News, Boston Antifa protests. The Hill protesters, okay, this is all about Boston. Ah, uh, Cuba's dissent, dig, and disparate cover. So when I type in protest, I don't see anything about Kellogg. I don't see anything about John Deere. I don't see, um, uh, what are some of the other ones? Uh, I can't, I used to know. I used to know. Um, there's there's ton there's more important protests going on right now. Uh there was uh um 
a nurse's one not too long ago too and it it just baffles me how there's well i guess it doesn't baffle me because if once again this is me speaking out of my ass i don't watch those news but i'm pretty sure they probably won't uh i don't i mean i don't hear a lot i don't see a lot of shared articles i don't see like i said i just google protest um I don't see a lot of people discussing these protests besides in a few political groups I'm in on Facebook. One is the People's Party. Um, it baffles me how, well, I think it's, I think it's a, a more of a, um, once again, like a fake outrage, like it's happening, but... They want to, uh, oh, like right here, indigenous peoples from all over America took over Glasgow streets today. Beautiful. Beautiful. I, uh, what, what was that? Uh, oh, that was just some thing from Twitter. So it wasn't even a, a, a news article. Um, let's see if I can find, uh, <clears throat> I swear I, I seen, uh, uh, an article or something and it was just showing you know like like the 10 big protests going on and how many workers and this that and the other and i think it's not getting in any media coverage and they want to do the whole netflix thing because it's a little more like uh identity politics when when you bring identity politics into the mix, you get a uh, larger clash between the opposing clans of the Reds and the Blues and the Democrats and the Republicans and the Liberal and the Conservatives and the. But uh, but when you go more into labor, it goes more to one side. Yes, you still get well the fucking um, propaganda, dumb dribbling drool mouthers that believe in trickle down economics and well if you don't like it just leave um there's other jobs out there there you obviously get that but then you start well you know these people working seven days a week you know over well that's good money do you do you want to work seven days a week no you don't nobody does that's good money okay do it do it for nine months or a year like these people are doing don't see your family don't see you know they'll make any excuse well the money the money the money yeah that's right we're all uh just like enlightenment is a pre-existing condition what is it we're all uh like one day away from being a fucking uh millionaire some bullshit what's that saying we're all just broke millionaires currently some bullshit like that that they fall for um yeah. What am I going with this? I don't know. Uh, I watched a documentary on none other than uh, Maharaji, uh, Neem Karoli Baba, and it was uh, brilliant. You can find it on YouTube. Um, what is the name of it? Um, let me pause this real quick, and I will get back to you. It's called Windfall of Grace. And, um, I watched it probably two fucking weeks ago. That's how long it's been. Uh, what was I, I guess I could have 
trying to remember about it. You get a lot of people talking um, about him, both uh, American and Indian. It it baffles me um, at the stories they tell. It's and it as it's it's almost comparable to the miracles of Jesus. Uh, this being that that can just he's telep he has like telepathy. He he's in multiple places at once. They they say that he had kids and he was always there for their birthdays and he was there every day with them. But at the same time, he was every day with all his other with his devotees. He's he was traveling, you know, around, but yet somehow every day with his family. They say he was uh, the personification of Hanuman, which is, uh, um, what is it, Ram? He's like the a devotee of Ram, and thus, like, the spirit of Ram is in him. <laughs> um, this is going back a couple weeks. Oh, let me, let, me, uh, let me finish this, and I'll talk about how disappointed I was in Dune, because I just actually recently watched that. It... It's it it's in it's an incredible story because this person, let's say in two hundred years, he would be a myth, and here we are with people, living people, that witness this man. He has children alive, grandchildren alive, that witness this incredibly extraordinary being that just had this otherworldly presence that can connect to people with just a simple image of his face, a simple picture. Uh, there is plenty of stories where people just seen this picture of a man in a blanket and just started crying out of nowhere. And it, and to me, I, I attach myself to it and I know not everybody else will. I, I know it's something that, won't affect everybody but it's a, it's a beautiful story of him of a great spiritual teacher that never actually taught he just was simply I don't know was simply uh, here was simply I mean I guess Ram Dass be here now I mean um <clears throat> Funny story, you know. Ramdas asks Maharaji uh, to love everybody, and Ramdas says, "Well, well, I don't love everybody." <laughs> and uh, yeah, I don't know. Let's uh, go to Dune real quick. Dune was a—I wouldn't say disappointment, but if you've read the book, I would say there's like wouldn't say A and B plot, but there is the action story that's going on and then the, like, the political drama story that's getting on. And in the movie, you really only get the action side and you don't get a lot of backstory. Hell, you don't even get a lot of throwaway lines from what I remember. Um, you don't really understand why 
Gunry is like this fucking badass, like tactician, military general leader that is like known throughout the world or not the world, the the, the galaxy or whatever, the the stars, the planetary system. And then you all, and then you don't understand why Duncan Idaho is one of the most feared men in uh one of the most uh brilliant one of the most skilled fighters because he was trained by gunnery and you don't you don't get that you don't i don't think they told you that that gunnery was one of the only people to ever come out of the harkin slave pits you don't get no throwaway lines you know like oh that's duncan idaho you know the man that killed 30 people and it's with using a single blade and uh 20 minutes or something you know what i mean you don't get a throwaway line you just have to assume like oh this guy's badass he looks badass i'm sure he's badass you kind of go with that um dr yun you really don't you don't get shit with him he's like there massaging the boy and then he backstabs him you know you don't get the whole story of his wife. I mean, you do at the very end. Um, it was disappointing, but obviously, there's people said, "Well, you can't really do all of it. You can't really say the entire story." And I agree. And I agree. Uh, it was already two and a half hours, and it only covered half the book. I mean, good lord, the book is a little over six hundred pages. Um. It follows the book greatly. I just missed the details. I watched it with my sister, and she was confused. She she didn't know who was who, what was what, why they were doing what they were doing, but she did find the sand people to be an interesting. Um, and the movie ends, and it doesn't end on a cliffhanger. It ends before the fight with, what is his name? Whatever, whatever the guy's name <clears throat> name is, that um, Paul kills in a duel um, for his mother. Whatever that guy's name is, it ends before that. Um, I would have liked to see that. You know what I mean? Like maybe he killed him, and they would be like, "Oh shit!" You know, Muadad, whatever the fuck, however it's pronounced, Muadad. Ben Grassi, Ben Garasetti. Uh, yeah. It it was it was good, but uh, the details were thin. We'll say that the details were thin, and I can understand if anybody was confused. I mean, there's some people I've seen. You know, I wasn't confused, and I never read the book. Well, cool. Good for you. Good for you. Anyways, I know this was probably not the best episode. I'd just been busy working and tired. And on my one day off, I have so much to do. I recently bought a sauna chair. So every other day since I've got it, I've done the sauna. And then I get into a cold shower and it's fucking horrible. It's horrible and I don't like it, but I'm going to continue to do it.
because you put yourself in a shitty situation and then, you know, shitty situations in real life are supposed to be a little more manageable. And uh, we'll see about that. I hope it happens. I hope it works. Have a good one.